back to Goodness and Gracious. I'm Renee. I'm Chrissy. We couldn't remember. Hey, that wasn't too bad. I know. We were we just different. Yeah. It is different. Look at us. The NYC don't do that. They need to get new material. I know, right? So in the last episode, we laid the foundation of Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, why we needed to have a savior to begin with was the main topic. Um, we made it from the fall of man in the Garden of Eden to Christmas. Um, if you did not get to listen to that episode, we highly recommend it. Um, if you don't understand why we needed a savior, you will definitely not understand the reason he did what he did. So from Christmas Day um, to till 33 and a half years later, Jesus walked this earth carrying out the Father's mission, being obedient to the Father's will, and setting the example for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, so why was it that... Um, Jesus, why did he have to come as a baby? I, th- I think that's a logical question for a lot of people who don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, why couldn't he just poof, come to earth, pay the price, and then go back to heaven? Well, in order to be a worthy sacrifice, the sacrifice had to be all God. But he had to be all human as well. So Hebrews 4.15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like a we likes as we are yet without sin. I really tried. It's all right. Because <laughs> those words are kind of just blurring together for me. <laughs> I'm just Renee, thankful I got through. Renee got new spectacles. So just, and I can't you, say. just have a little grace, have a little mercy with her. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I can see it that way. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, anyway. There's nothing to see up there. We're not reading. No. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Jesus being all God made him the only worthy candidate to pay our ransom. He was perfect. Jesus being all man meant that he could identify with us like the previous verse had said. He put on an earthly body that he still has today. Um, that could be a topic for another d- time. Um, but he still has the earthly body today um, and walked, talked, felt, hurt, cr- laughed, mm-hmm. cried, and was tempted. All of those things, just like us. Yep. Um, he didn't just show up on the scene, do the deed, and leave. He came And he came in the most vulnerable state that you can as a baby and spent the next 33 and a half years growing, teaching, and building. Not only as a baby, but in a manger. 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 (laughs) I mean, you know, he could have been born somewhere nice and fancy, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. Yeah, lowly manger. And I think most people know the story, the the nativity, they know that story. Mm-hmm. Um, they they know that he came and was uh, born in a manger. Um, somehow that whole Christmas and that get disconnected yeah. because of the way the world looks at Christmas these days. Um, but I think I th- but I, I think more people know about that than they do the, Easter, yeah. which was very mm-hmm. important for us to to go over that. And he taught with words, and he led by example. So up to this point, 
they were under the law. Um, there was a practice for this and a practice for that. Uh, there were rules and guidelines for everything from the type of fabrics that you could wear together to how much of your own field that you had to leave for the poor to, to harvest. There, there were laws about that. So along with those types of laws, they also had the moral laws that we have today. You know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. All of those went right along in with the law that they had. Um, for your sin atonement, this was back then, once a year, you would bring your sacrifice, whether that be a bull, a goat, a lamb, turtle dove, etc. Um, you brought your sacrifice to the high priest and he took your sacrifice and presented it to God. And this was a stay for your sins for the year. But this was not a sustainable practice. And it was never the intention of God that this is how they or we would be able to be in fellowship with him again after the fall of man. So like I said, if you didn't listen to last podcast, it would be beneficial for you to go back and listen to it. So let's go to Hebrews 10, 3 through 7. If we can read it. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when we cometh into the world, when he cometh into the world, mm-hmm. he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body where am I at? Thou hast prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. Thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. So he's saying that these practices were not pleasing to God or sustainable. Okay. It's, it wasn't meant to be for the rest of the, of your life. Someone had to pay the price, the full price once and for all and that someone was Mm -hmm. jesus and this was by his own choice but time does not um, allow for us to walk through the entire life of jesus here on earth Um, but i strongly recommend that you read the gospels Uh, the book of john is a good one to start in Um, but as we near the end of jesus's earthly life we come to palm sunday Um, we um we're now a couple weeks out from yeah. Palm Sunday, so this is we're a little behind schedule, but it doesn't matter. It's very important that we we understand um, what went on. So we we're near the end of the, his life. We come to Palm Sunday, and this is the Sunday before Easter Sunday, and Jesus was riding into Jerusalem, and the people were excited. Okay, they were laying down palm branches and even their coats for him to ride over. They were crying, Hosanna. So we're at this point. They were very excited. But it would soon change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's take a look at Mark 11, 8 through 10. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father, David, that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So, like I said, these people were excited Mm -hmm. that Jesus was there until. There's always that until. (laughs) 
So by the end of the next week, things would look much different. So let's just take a little walk through that week. They call it Holy Week. So from Palm Sunday to, I would say, even Easter Sunday, they call that Holy Week. Um, on Monday, so this was on Sunday, but on Monday, Jesus, <laughs> this is the day that Jesus is seen turning over the money changers table um, in the temple. Um, he, everyone and their brother knows some sort of version of this <laughs> event. They always like to bring it up. We we kind of joke about it, but really is nothing to joke about. Um, he was he had um, said that these people were making um, his father's house a den of thieves. Um, there was to be no money changing in that in that place, and that's a, a topic for a, a different time. But that was on Monday. On Tuesday. Jesus gave a lesson on forgiving others and that God cannot forgive you if you are unwilling to forgive others. So he's, you know, he's batting a thousand here Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> um, so he also got into a debate about baptism and John the Baptist, tithing and government, marriage and other issues with many different types of people. So, so Tuesday he's, or Monday he's th throwing over the tables. Tuesday he's um, giving a lessons on forgiving and telling them that God's not going to forgive them if they don't forgive others. Um, giving lessons in baptism, tithing. Having, having a good week. <laughs> yeah, he's having a real good week. <laughs> real good. And that's only Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so on Wednesday... While he was eating in the home of Simon the leper, the woman came in with a box of expensive perfume. And again, most people know some version of this story. Um, she anointed Jesus with the, perf with the expensive perfume and washed his feet with her hair. And this was where Judas uh, belittled her mm -hmm. act. Although the Bible says that she would be known. Um, uh, he belittled her act and said, what a waste. Um, we could have used that to help the poor. We could have done this. We could have done that. And that, that was really a true revealing of Judas's heart at that point. Yeah. So on Thursday, we find Jesus and his disciples in the upper room for the last supper. And he spends his time telling them that or what must be done and what the bread and the wine that they were eating and drinking represented. Uh, the bread represents his body, his broken body. The wine re represents the blood that he is going to shed. Um, he, so he's giving them a lesson on what's going on. And then after that, um, there are some other things that happen during then, but after that, he washes their feet. Mm -hmm. This is something that we do at our church. Um, we When we take communion, um, the Lord's Supper, then afterwards we wash feet. So it's one of my favorite, favorite times. But... Shortly after the Last Supper, he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, um, where he pleads to the Father to let this cup pass from him. Um, but above all, he wanted God's will. So he's he's asking God to remove this task that has to be done. He's agreed to it. But if it can't be removed, he's he said, I want your will to be done. I'm sure he already knew. Yeah. That it was not going to happen. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, I'm sure of it as well. Um, but that's the human side. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the human Definitely. side of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can imagine that that was perfectly okay with God. We like to question God on things, on the way he does things, but his ways are far above our mm -hmm. ways. Um, and Jesus knew that. 
It was one of the benefits of being all God and all man. His will is always best anyway. Yes, it sure is. Whether we agree with it or not. Right. (laughs) Whether we agree with it. And I think that too, it doesn't even have to be about agreeing, you know, not agreeing with it. I think that um, there are things that if we could see what he sees, we would agree as Mm -hmm. well. And I think that's where Jesus was at this point too. So because Judas had betrayed Jesus and everyone, well, most people know that story as well. Um, The soldiers find Jesus in the garden and take him away. And this brings us to Friday. Um, This is what we call Good Friday. Um, A lot of people are confused by that, but it is Good Friday. (laughs) Um, Jesus on this day is wrongly accused. He's beaten to unrecognizable. He's mocked, stripped, and hung on a cross. And it's easy to look at all of this and say it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. But this was not a mistake. Uh, Many of his disciples thought that it was. They couldn't believe that the one they thought was coming to reign as their king was in this situation and was surely going to die. They just didn't know what to think about that. Um, They were not able to see the bigger, better picture. Uh, They were not able to see that his kingdom was not earthly. It wasn't going to be him coming here and setting up his kingdom um, to reign here on earth. It was a different type of kingdom. So all along, Jesus had been giving them clues as to what was going to happen. He said things like, the temple will be destroyed, but I will rebuild it in three days. And they really just couldn't grasp mm-hmm. this. They just couldn't. And we, we wouldn't have been able to either. No. Um, Jesus finally completed his work. And I don't mean to downplay this at all. Um, it was agonizing for him in the cross. Um, but at the end of Good Friday, um, he completed his work that he came to do and said it is finished and died on that cross. So they took him and buried him in a borrowed tomb. And they rolled a stone over the door. So my question is, is that the end? <laughs> and let me just say. Thankfully. Yeah. If that no. was, the, yeah, if that was the end, we wouldn't have any <laughs> right. reason to rejoice. Right. There would be no reason for us to celebrate um, at Easter time. Um, if death was the end of it, what was it all for? Mm-hmm. That wasn't the end. And as promised on the third morning, in Mark 16, 1 through 6. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Every time I read this story in the Bible, whether it be in Mark or whether it be in John yeah. or whatever, I always think of the song that Mike Blanton wrote. Um I can't think of it. The napkin's still folded. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorites yeah. that, that they've done. Yep. Um, so he had risen. He said he would, and he did mm-hmm. it. And that, that right there is the reason why we celebrate Easter. And 
honestly, this is the only reason that we celebrate Easter. It's not about bunnies. It's not about right. chicks. It's not about eggs. It's not about any of that. Even though the chocolate eggs are good. Chocolate <laughs> eggs are good. Yeah. I'll take chocolate. We have chocolate at Christmas time, too. Yeah, it's we good do. Stuff. That's true. The Reese trees. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Reese eggs stuff. for Easter. Yep. Reese knows what they're doing. I know, right? <laughs> But this is the only reason that we celebrate at Easter time because he is a risen savior. So on Sunday morning, early that Sunday morning, it said they went um, to, they went to see him. They mm-hmm. went to anoint his body with spices. It's a practice that they did back in that time. And when they got there, he wasn't there. And there was a, there was an angel there that said, you're looking for him, but he's not here. Mm-hmm. He's risen. And and they were supposed to go tell the disciples that that the what he said he was going to do he did right. And I would say that a great deal of people think that when you die, you just die. And I don't know if that's a coping mechanism that people have come up with, um, but it's not when you die you just die mm-hmm. and you're dead. It's not the case. When you die, you either have eternal death in hell or eternal life in heaven. There is not a third option. Uh, no matter how much we, you know, you would may want to think that mm-hmm. it is, there is not a third option. No, no purgatory. No purgatory. <laughs> There's none of that. We're probably but sadly enough, sinners even think that they're going to heaven. Yeah. That's the sad part yes. because of how the world has gotten yep. that everybody that loves and everybody that this is going to everybody's a good person will go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That is not how it works. No, it's not. And it's so sad. I mean, I feel like time is running out, mm-hmm. you know, because this is a story for another time, but or a truth <laughs> for another time. Um, he's coming back. Yep. Um, he's coming back and he, there really is nothing left to be completed before he comes back. So it could be at any time. Um, it's time to be ready. Um, but once again, there is no third option without Jesus, without accepting him as savior, the one who gave himself to pay your sin debt, you cannot go to heaven without Mm -hmm. him. You are bound for hell. Um, and that's, that's just the, the, the gist of it, right? The, just the gist of it. (laughs) Um, so what does it mean? To accept him. So I said, accepting him as savior without doing that, you're on your way to hell. So what does accepting him mean? Well, there it's as simple as A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Admit, believe, choose. Okay. Um, you have to admit that you are a sinner. This is agreeing with God that you are lost and on your way to hell. You have to believe that Jesus is who he says he is and that he died for you and that he is your only hope. And you have to choose him. And this is the free gift of salvation. It sounds simple and it is, but it's not to be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. It is true. It is a gift and cannot be purchased. You cannot purchase salvation. You cannot purchase your way into heaven. You must accept the gift for it to be yours. There are many that reject it, Mm -hmm. um, but you have to accept it. All right. My favorite Bible verse, Mm -hmm. John 3, 16. I know it sounds kind of like cliche, my favorite, but it's, it's like, if I didn't have this, I wouldn't be saved. Exactly. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Love it. Good and stuff. it just rolls right off the tongue, and it so feels yeah. so good to say it, doesn't it? I didn't it? have to see the words up there. For <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I didn't have to read that one. To, I know that one by heart. Yep. So once you accept Jesus, that means you you got saved. You are a new creation. So in Second Corinthians five, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, somewhere's in chapter five. <laughs> there the. Four. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Right. So, and pastor likes to say, therefore, you know, Mm. he says, therefore, what does that mean? Because you got saved, because you accepted Jesus, because you believed, you ABC'd, okay? Um, Therefore, you are new. You, if you're in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are passed away. And everything is new. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person anymore. Right. Um, You're you, not going to want to do the things that you wanted right. to do. But it is a process. Yeah. Unfortunately, some yep. people think it's instantaneous. Not everybody. Maybe some people there have been. Yeah. But there are some people that's not instantaneous. It right. takes a little bit of a process to kind of chisel away the kinda, things that you're not supposed about to the be. message this morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which was a very good message. Plug for the pastor. Yep. Plug for the pastor. <laughs> really good message. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're not going to want to do the same things. You're not going to want to say the same things. You're not going to want to watch the same things, but, but Renee is right. It is a process. It's a sanctification process. Mm -hmm. So not everything doesn't change all at once. And at this point, people like to talk about not being under the law anymore. So remember back when we talked about not being able to wear certain things with certain things and such and and all of that. Eat bacon. Eat bacon. Yeah, you weren't. Ooh, that would be bad, wouldn't it? That was in the pastor's message this morning, too. (laughs) It was. It was. Because he said, dare not say. I know. You can't eat bacon in this church. That's a burner we don't talk about. (laughs) So it is true that we are not under the law anymore. Saved people are under grace. Mm -hmm. But lest you think that it makes you less accountable, I believe it actually makes you more accountable. So now you're not obeying a list of rules. Mm-hmm. It's obeying a loving savior that takes <clears throat> up residence in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it is simple. Right. But still accountable. Oh, in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, master, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love thy God. No, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I love that. If you are, if you love God and you love people, if you're doing that, you're doing his will and everything else fall is going to fall, mm-hmm. you know, it falls under that. Yeah. I think that people don't really realize because they look at love as it's something that they think love is. That's not true love. Okay. Loving God is really, um, getting to know him. So you get to know him and then you love him more and then you get, you learn your, you learn more about him. Well, you it's love just him like, more. Well, it's just like a relationship. Mm-hmm. When you first started coming to the church, I didn't love you. Right. I didn't know you. Right. 
but the more I know you, the more I love you. Yes. And it comes with, oh, no. <laughs> that comes with any, I mean, that even comes with your marriage. Yes. When you first get married, you love, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but kind of <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. But as you grow older together yeah. in your marriage, you love them more. Yes. I mean, same like with the Lord. Yeah. The longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. Yeah, I love that song. Mm. We haven't done that one in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you need to. <laughs> so, yeah, Renee is right. It's it's all about growing in your relationship with him. And some people would say, well, how does that can how does that take care of everything? If you love God and you love people, it's because the more you love God, the more you're going to want to do his will, mm-hmm. the more you're going to want to be pleasing to him. Correct. And if you want you can't be want to be pleasing to him and live directly contrary to him. And loving people is going to be the same thing. So you love God. You want to be pleasing to him. Under that falls loving people. And then when you love people, that's carrying out his will mm-hmm. because that is, that's the Great Commission. Right. So. So I don't know. If maybe it's this little side note or whatever. Okay. So selfishness. Mm-hmm. Where does that fall into? That's not love God, love people. No. That's love and self, mm-hmm. which is like. And I think it's it's part of the sanctification process. I know that you and I discussed yesterday um, something that's going on in my life, and I don't want it to be a selfish thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's very hard to not look at yourself. But knowing the more you know about God, the closer you get in your relationship with him, you can't stay in that. Right. And so I, I think that that just really proves who people are when they can, when selfishness is not a occurrence, an occurrence, it is a lifestyle. So if they're in a lifestyle of selfishness, I would question where they're at spiritually. When all they want to talk about themselves yeah. and basically everything's got to be catered to them. Yes. And you don't, you're not the servant you're supposed to be. Right. Because take a Tolkien, for example, he's a babe. Yeah, he's not selfish. <laughs> he's very selfish. Yeah. He's like, I want this, I want that, he's I want so this. He's so stinking cute. I know, I know. But he's a babe. Yeah. Okay, but as he gets older, he will be taught by his parents, like we are taught by God, that's mm-hmm. not all about us. Right. Okay? And he will learn from that. If you've been in the church, I would venture to say if you've been in the church five, ten, in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, Correct. five 10 years and you're still thinking it's all about you all the time. I would Mm, question where you're at. Um, And not that you're not still going to be like that because I've been saved for years. And (laughs) (laughs) this is what you say every time you say that. I know. Listen, mine's going to be at the end of this month. Next Sunday, I think is my anniversary. It's over 40 years. Yeah. I don't remember. It was in 78. So however many years that is. Yeah. I don't do math well. So. Um, mine is 21 years, 21 years. So that's very good. Yeah. So, but if I'm, and I'm still selfish because I'm still human. Right. But I don't want to be selfish. Right. Um, but when I try to, when I catch myself, the reason I can catch myself from being that is because of who God has shown me he is it's where your heart is though yes. i mean just like we were talking yesterday i don't feel like at all you were being selfish in everything that you were saying i know where your heart's at yeah you know but there's other people that you talk to you're kind of like it's all about you i, I see where your heart is <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's a little side note. it I'm makes sorry. it hard to um and the, and there you're tasked with just loving um it makes it very hard to um 
makes it very hard to get into a relationship with people, a, a very determined relationship. So, mm-hmm. yep. So that's all I got. That's all I got. I, yeah. I did your little rabbit trail, so we're good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no I, I like that. Um, I'm really excited about where we're going. Um, we're going to try to do it. We'll do a Mother's Day. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, because we're wanting to have. J- yep. Mm. We're wanting Someone, to have a special guest. Someone on our, yeah, on yes, our podcast. We're yes. to have a special guest for our Mother's Day. And then after so that. So that be the next one, right? Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. And then after that, we're going to try to start a series that I'm really excited about, um, trying to hit on some points of what, like, it's great to talk about all of the things in the Bible, what the Bible says here, what the Bible says there. How does that apply to women today? Like what, because honestly, God's, (laughs) God's plan A very rarely is what's in practice these mm-hmm. days. It's right. usually plan B and plan C. Um, and I just... And all the blow that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, not that I'm okay with that. Right. I think that we should always be shooting for plan A. But that's not the way of the world these these right. days. And there are some issues that, that real women, us, me and you, flesh and blood, go through. And if we're not addressing those, then we're not being what mm-hmm. God wants us to be. So Sounds like a plan. Yep, I'm pretty excited about it. We'll hope you... Stay tuned and keep joining us. Yep. (laughs) Until next time. See ya. See ya.